Hey everyone, hope we're doing well. I apologize for the long hiatus. I've been so busy with assignments and work that I'm just now getting back to this podcast. Um, But I am glad to be back, and as promised, today we're going to finish our discussion on music streaming. Um, So in the last episode, we talked about kind of the rise of music streaming, uh, how streaming services emerged as sort of a response to piracy, at least in my opinion, uh, how they offer artists a unique platform, uh, and how popular they are today with over 200 million subscribers worldwide. Um, Not everything about music streaming is necessarily good, however, and that's what we're going to dive into today. Music streaming has had a very large financial impact on the industry, and I mean that not just in terms of uh, streaming services generating additional revenue, but also in terms of um, streaming services redirecting revenue away from some parties and towards others. And needless to say, not everyone has been happy with this shift. Um, And I think we can raise some really thought-provoking questions here, like, are music artists entitled to more money than they're currently making? So, let me start off uh, today's episode with a fun fact. Um, So, in 2012, there were 13,900,000,000 individual song downloads in the United States. In 2017, that number had dropped to just 5,500,000,000. That's a pretty drastic decrease. So why do you think this is? Um, It's because people have realized the value of streaming services like Apple Music, and they're increasingly choosing to pay for those services instead of purchasing individual songs. Um, Or they're not even paying for the streaming services, uh, and they're getting the free version and just subjecting themselves to ads, uh, which I personally would never do, but I guess I can't blame anyone for wanting to save some money. So anyways, um, why pay for a bunch of individual songs when you can pay 100 bucks a year and have 24-7 access to more music than you could literally listen to in 10 lifetimes? Um, so here's how we have to think about this whole thing. As more and more people flock to streaming services, more and more of the revenue that the overall music industry generates is going to be filtered through the payment models of these services. Um, And the problem is that a lot of people think these payment models are not fair at all. That's the general consensus in the industry, um, is that artists are not getting paid enough um, for the streams that they get for their music. So real quick, we need to go over how artists actually get paid from streams. Now, every platform is going to be slightly different, but they all function similarly. So uh, I'm just going to talk about Spotify as the example, since it's the most popular basically the most popular. Um, So for streaming services like Spotify, um, artists get part of a royalty payment each time one of their songs is streamed. But the actual amount is so low, you guys. Uh, Spotify uses this complex formula to determine uh, exactly how much an artist should receive. And there are a number of factors that influence this, uh, from what label the artist is with, what contacts they have with Spotify, uh, what country the streams are coming from, etc. Um, so Spotify admitted, and I'm using 2015 data here, but not a lot has changed, so I think it's still very relevant. Spotify admitted that the average payout per stream was between six and eight tenths of a cent. That's pretty bad. Uh, if your song was on iTunes for 99 cents, it would take 141 streams of your song to match the profit of if just one person bought it. And that doesn't 
really seem fair to me. Now, I will admit that it adds up for the huge artists who are getting 20 million plays a song. Um, I looked it up. Drake, for example, made $15 million from Spotify in 2015 alone. Uh, But for most artists, it's just not a viable way to make a living. Streaming just doesn't pay them enough. Now, a lot of artists, in fact, I'd say most artists, um, are not at all happy with the payment models that the streaming services have. If you've ever been on Spotify, for example, and wondered why there was no Taylor Swift, that's because she actually pulled her whole catalog from it because she didn't think they were paying artists enough money. I remember when she did that. It was kind of unprecedented, but it definitely made a statement. Um, I don't know of too many artists that are actually straight up refusing to put their music on these major platforms where they know they're going to get a lot of listeners, Uh, but there are some big names who are getting in exclusive partnerships with platforms or just speaking out against uh, what streaming services pay artists, um, or some of them are pulling their stuff. So I can think of Jay-Z. He had his album only on Tidal. Uh, I don't know if that's now on Apple Music and other places, but I know it was only on Tidal for at least a while. Um, And Adele only put her album 25 on the iTunes store, so you could only purchase that. Um, And kind of an annoying side effect of this is that we have artists who are taking exclusivity deals and putting their music only on one platform. So like Kanye West, when he released his album, it was only on Tidal. So if you had Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, too bad, you're out of luck. Um, Now, that's good for the artists because they're making more money from the exclusivity deal than if they were just getting raw streaming money. But um, it's not good for the listener because you have to get multiple services, especially if you're paying for more than one of these services It can add up. So uh, I kind of compare it to like Netflix and Hulu. Like Netflix is going to have some of the good movies and Hulu is going to have some of the good movies and some of the TV shows. But to get the full experience, you really need both. Uh, But either way, when you think about more and more people moving to streaming services to get their music, that's really more and more people who are paying less to the artists in a way. Uh, So I think artists have a right to be frustrated. So what do we do about all of this? How do we increase artists' profits, or should we even increase their profits in the first place? Um, Well, I did a little bit of digging, and I found a few different things that are being tried Um, in regards to changing the way that artists are making money off streaming services. So some artists have developed um, or supported streaming services that are more artist-friendly. And the way that these are more artist-friendly is that there is no free version. They just charge like 10 bucks a month or whatever. Like Tidal, I think it's 10 bucks a month. Um, But everyone is paying, so more money is going into the actual... Uh, service which can then be distributed to the artist so artists are making more money i already mentioned title jay-z launched that in 2015 another example would be beats music which never got much traction that was the thing that apple was doing before apple music Um, but that platform was designed so that artists could make more money per stream basically Um, and then like i already mentioned artists are taking exclusivity deals to boost their profits, at least the big artists are able to get those. Um, and another thing to do would be to fight the streaming companies in court uh, and try them, try to force them basically to pay artists more. And this has actually been done successfully recently. I just uh, read a little bit ago that earlier this year the Copyright Royalty Board 
agreed to increase uh, streaming profits by 44% over five years, which is a pretty substantial increase. Maybe not enough, but it's pretty substantial. Um, but I, I do think there needs to be some more work done and some more cooperation between streaming services, labels, and artists to create a system that's going to give sustainable income uh, to all three parties. And this is especially important for the smaller artists um, who don't have kind of the, the brand recognition to pull in these large sums of money. They rely on this to live. And so this really is an important issue. But I, I do think we're headed in a good direction um, in that regard. And I think the 44% increase is, is good evidence of that. Um, but that's going to conclude this episode um, today. Thank you all for tuning in. I, I hope you learned something about streaming services and the financial kind of debate surrounding them. Um, and I hope you join me next time on Behind the Record. Thanks. Thanks.